and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we enlighten you on all the hidden stuff you don't know about careers in creative. This is Kristen Harris and Katherine Lang-Klein, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we have learned a lot of things in the time frame that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Kristen. Yes? Have you ever done a side hustle? Oh, yeah. I've had several. <laughs> Why don't you start by explaining that? What it is? What it is, yeah. Yeah, so a, a side hustle, I think that's kind of the newer term mm-hmm. um, that people use now. But I think it's, to me, everything you do that's not your regular day mm-hmm. job. So it could be freelance work, a side business that you may have started, gigs. People do all sorts of gigs, mm-hmm. you know, little one-off projects, um, volunteer work, or you know, some sort of community endeavor, something that you're working on you know, for the greater good of others in some way in your community. Yeah, I think it's really kind of a, a lovely definition because I think people get really caught up in their job title, like I'm a graphic designer or something like that or an accountant or whatever, and they have this other thing that they're really kind of passionate about, and it's like, uh, well, I kind of do this on the side. Yeah, and it's um, a lot of times can be really fulfilling, but people do it for all, all different reasons, of course. Sometimes just extra money, which can be nice depending mm-hmm. on what you're you're doing or saving for something special or sometimes it's a creative creative outlet mm-hmm. or a, a way to gain different skills or experiences. Yeah, and, and just to kind of break that down a little because I, I did start by throwing out the word passion. And um, I, I think it's really just kind of interesting how people in some cases find themselves in a role and it may not be the most fulfilling thing that they have. You know, it, it's just, a, you know, a job. And they're not feeling um, rewarded or like they're giving anything back or whatever. So they're able to find some other way to get some sort of fulfillment. Yeah. Or and they also may have skills that they maybe they get to use a little bit in their work, Mm -hmm. but not as much as they'd like. Like Mm -hmm. maybe someone is a social media manager and they get to use a little creativity and design, but they also love doing photography or illustration or something like that they may do that as freelance work just so they can do more of it than they get to in their day job and it barely feels like work in some cases you know it's just something that they really love doing and it's a way of making themselves feel better or giving back or something like that yeah and keeping those skills fine-tuned and right fresh right (laughs) um speaking about skills and things like that too it's also a great way to refine some of those skills like say for example we'll go back to the photography one because i do know a lot of people that do have a side hustle doing photography and it might have been something they went to school for it might have been something that they discovered later it might be something that just kind of they started doing just get a little extra income or something like that but they might not have had enough experience to get a job doing that so they start these side hustles to get experience and kind of build and challenge themselves, you know, build their, um, their resume a little bit and to kind of challenge themselves while, you know, getting a lot of passion out of it, too. Yeah. And it's interesting to see that because it can go different ways for people. So sometimes it's just always the side thing they do. Mm-hmm, it's always this mm-hmm. little thing they like to do. And it's just really enjoyable for them. And that's all they ever want it to be. Mm-hmm. And then other times like that's really what they want to do, but they're building it up. So, so right. sometimes they're kind of, you know, working two jobs for a while mm-hmm. because they're building that up until it's enough that that can become their career. And then other times maybe they're just gaining skills that they apply to their career. Maybe they get really good at photography and then can go into their day job and say, hey, I can take on more of our photography needs because right. I've been doing it on the side and now I feel confident in, right. you know, charging people to do it. And a lot of people right out of school get a really, you know, huge array of, 
of talents and they land in the job is typically the one that hires them first. So they may end it into something where maybe they're just doing editing or something like, or kerning or something just really, really basic. Uh, but they want to get into branding, but they have no branding experience. That Doing side hustles like that too will help also build your portfolio too. So if you go into the next job, you can say, you know, yes, I worked at this company that paid me and I also had this other side thing where I help people with their branding or their logos or things like that and then that can definitely apply when you're applying for a job. Yeah, that's such a great point because when we're earlier in our careers, we, you know, uh, like you said, studied lots of things in school and, you know, may do a whole variety of different things, but I th feel like the further along you get in, in your career, the more sort of um, refined you become, mm -hmm. you know, it, it becomes narrower you're like really an expert in a few things right but this side hustle kind of concept can let you still be good at right. a lot of things which it's hard to do in a job I hate to say stay relevant but yeah. it kind of is the longer you stay in a job you know the more people want to kind of funnel you into mm -hmm. the couple things that maybe you're really good at or maybe just that company needs this can let you you know spread your wings a little you know broaden right. what you do professionally and then like you said maybe the next job actually requires some of those things you could pull in those skills right you know for for the next role and you get to um make choices which you might not in a job too you get to choose the projects you work on you get to set your own pricing work on them when you want so there there's a lot of freedom that's allowed with that too which i think a, a lot of people like or like i said just kind of get a taste of something else that's beyond their regular job yeah um i think that's a great segue into like why do people do side hustles mm -hmm. i think you know everybody has their own personal reasons so sometimes it's just passion sometimes they're not even looking to get paid for it they just want to do you know extra work or they do an instagram challenge or something just for themselves right um other times it can be you know they would like the extra money right. maybe there's something they're saving for something special you know they're they're planning or maybe they just would like some extra income mm -hmm. you know, in addition to what they have so sometimes it, it is you know financially driven which is awesome and you should always get paid for your work so right, we're big fans right. of that. so pay yourself fairly yeah and then you know like we said it could you know you may have the long-term goal maybe you're not even admitting it to anyone but yourself yet but that long-term <laughs> goal that that's what i want to do yeah, someday it's like i'm building really that up to be my job, yeah, you know, to and be my career. And sometimes that works too, where you you know have worked at a job for a while, and then that's basically telling you, you know, what, I think I could do this on my own. Um, so it's it's a great step going that way too. You don't have to necessarily you know have to step backwards into jobs. I mean, you could step forward into your own company or things like that, just based on how much you love it, how much work you start getting from it, and how well you handle it. Yeah, you know, another thing that people gain as well, and this was true for me. So one of my side hustles is mm -hmm. that I taught for a while at CCAD. I taught a class in the evening and it was a perfect opportunity at the time because in my regular day creative job, I was much more of kind of a designer producer. I wasn't really in a leadership role. Mm -hmm. I, I just worked on the work, right? And in that teaching class, that opportunity was really a lot more of leadership and learning some of those skills. And then it was interesting because after a while, you know, I moved more into leadership roles and maybe I wasn't craving that as much, mm -hmm. but it let me build those skills somewhere else that I wasn't, you know, just by nature of, right. of my job at the time, wasn't able to in my regular job. Right. But it really helped me 
later. You right. know, I got to apply you were ready it later. At that point. Yeah. You're ready yeah. to be a leader. I know for me it was um I had always worked for companies or things like that, but I always had like a little side hustle of freelance work on the side, which came in super handy if I got laid off or if um I decided to just walk out <laughs> or something else. I already had a you know, like a small client base that I could build while I was not employed by a, a company. And if in some cases I would do some freelancing for a company, then they would hire me and then you know I'm back getting a regular paycheck. So it it especially in this industry, um, always keeping busy, always looking, always kind of fine tuning, you know, and, and just getting to know people, your own connections is is great if, you know, the unfortunate thing happens where you do get laid off or something. Yeah, actually that I want to ask you a little bit more about that because sometimes people ask us this like well, I like to freelance and I do that and mm-hmm. I have my regular job. And, you know, like you said, maybe between jobs, they ramp it up, but then they take a job. Right. How do you balance that? Like they don't want to totally get rid of it or say, no, I can't do your projects now because I took a job. How did you manage that? Was there Were there just some weeks that you just worked a lot because you didn't want to really pare down your freelance either? Um, exactly. Um, it's exactly what you said where, you know, I would just some weeks I'd be a little more busy. Um, what was great is if a project ended that I found personally, I could decide when I wanted to pick up another one. Um, so if I was having a busy week at my regular job, I didn't necessarily pick up more clients or in some cases, um, once I, you know, was working and then if I got laid off, I immediately started calling the people that I had worked with in the past and said, you know, if I just haven't talked to you in a while, do you have anything going on? And having done work for them before, they had no issue. Yeah, why don't you work on this? We have, we have this kind of laying around. So you can kind of manage it however you want. But for me, I just love doing it. Um, so I could have done it 24 seven, you know, so I was able to manage, you know, enough to stay busy at all times. Yeah, and, and it sounds like always kind of keep your freelance work warm. Like yes. you're always doing enough. That's probably the best way to describe it. But like when you did call that client, it wasn't like, wow, I haven't heard from you for five years. It right. was like you were doing it enough that it didn't seem weird to contact them and say, hey, I could do more. Right. And okay. you would tell them, you know, I have a, a job now, so I'm not going to take on as much. But if you have smaller projects, I'd love to keep working on those or things like that. And, you know, it just kind of depended on, on how the wind blew <laughs> of how I wanted to uh, be working at that particular time. I mean, the plus side of that is, you know, if I'm going on vacation or something, I can talk to my clients, my the ones that I had obtained and said, you know, I can't work for a couple of weeks and it was never a problem um, because I got to make the schedule. So there, there was a fair amount of freedom with that, too. Yeah. Yeah, because I do think people often want to continue to be able to juggle both. Oh, absolutely. I mean, usually it's not something that they want to give up. Is Sometimes they've started it while they were working somewhere else. Right. And then maybe they're not working somewhere else and it grows and then they start working somewhere else again. And, and it's like, okay, but how, so how do I scale it back a little so it's manageable, but I don't want to stop. Right. And not every project was massive either. Sometimes mm-hmm. it was just, you know, eight hours here or it might be done in like two or three days or something like that. It was just like never, you know, we want you to completely rebrand us or something like that. It was, as, and if like you're a copywriter, they say, can you write a press release for us? And I mean, if you took one of those a week, you can definitely keep a lot of your clients warm in doing that. Yeah. I love um, success stories that we see with talent when the side gig work mm-hmm. helps them get the, the job that they want. Right. Like that is always so fun. And, and I'm, we have many of them. I'm thinking particularly of one person who um, had a fashion blog just on the side. Mm-hmm. She did other work, had a fashion blog and she got the copywriter job with one of our retail clients right. because of her blog. It wasn't because of her other work. I mean, they could look at her other work and say, okay, you know how to like show 
and be responsible and all those right. things. But it was her writing on her personal blog that got her got her the job. The job. Yeah. I love that kind of thing. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And you, and you never know when that's going to happen too. Mm-hmm. The one thing I'm going to add too, and these are um, some of the things you should probably um, hand or ask yourself, especially on a more serious note, is that if you are um, starting a side hustle, you might want to ask some questions as far as taxes go. I've worked with a number of people that have had side hustles and um, freelance jobs and things like that. And I am not going to be the accountant here and tell you how much you know you have to earn before that starts hitting certain brackets. But just kind of figure out at what point do I have to start paying taxes on this because try as you might, they find out. And um, the IRS knows all because the people that you're working for are filing tax forms <laughs> you know, against you. So then they start coming to you. And I have run into many instances where people have owed thousands of dollars mm-hmm. because they just did not do their due diligence as far as saving money to pay off their taxes. Um, so that is that is one thing that they, people should definitely look out for. Yeah, one of my favorite tips on that is just whatever the person, like you said, we're not here to advise people on you know, your tax <laughs> situation. professional But whatever, whatever percent you decide is the right amount, just put it away Mm -hmm. in a savings account like every time you get the check for that photo project or illustration or whatever you did just take that you know whatever percent put it in the savings account you don't look at it you don't touch it and it's just there in April when you need it and so yeah maybe your tax bill is big but that's because you did a lot of work but it's fine because you saved that percent right your account is big too so you're fine right right it's It's not a surprise and I was you know I, I like math but I don't know all the aspects of taxes um, so for me, I just made it really easy on myself and just put away half the money, you know? And I, I mean, I, if you do that enough, you know, you'll have enough and chances are you're going to have more than enough, um, which I typically did, but you know, it was, it was a big check I had to write, but like you said, I had it and I also had extra. So that's uh, my rule of thumb, my personal experience. <laughs> and the rest was a savings account. And so it was perfect, exactly, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, other thing I wanted to add too, is if you are, um, employed and you decide to do this sort of high side hustle, I think you sh- need to kind of look in to see if um, how your employer feels about that. In some cases, it might be competing. So you have to kind of watch out for that and then see if there's anything in the employee handbook. Hopefully you have one that um, states that you can't do work for other people. Yeah, that's a, a good point. I mean, a lot of times in the creative industry, it's very normal. People freelance, whatever. But yeah, you don't want to risk, you know, your full-time benefits, all the things right, that go with your right. job. You don't want to put that at risk just because you didn't know. Right. I mean, exactly. That, w- that exactly. would be foolish. Yeah. And it's not a, a matter of you just like walking around parading around saying, oh, I have this freelance thing. And um, then people start asking questions. I mean, you can kind of keep it to yourself. I mean, and just know that you should not be your employer's competitor and try and make good choices in that regard. Um, but it's always good to see that if, let's just, I want to say if you're caught, but if somebody were to make a big deal of it, um, you haven't signed anything or whatever that might m- mean there's immediate dismissal or, or something like that. But um, in most cases, you're pretty safe to do so, but there are some bosses out there that might frown upon that and make a big deal out of it. So just make sure you're covered. Yeah, I think that's a really good question just in general of how much do you talk about mm-hmm. it, right? So if you're excited about this and it's a little side business that you want to get more of, you mm-hmm. have to talk about it a little. You're probably sharing on social media and other things like that. So first of all, like they will probably find out. <laughs> so right. Don't try to be sneaky, right? <laughs> don't break the rules. Um, but I always think there is that fine line of like, how much do you talk about it at mm-hmm. your day job? Right. And it, honestly, 
to me, it depends on the place. It does. Right? So lots of places can be very embracing mm-hmm. of that. I think we're somewhat like that. We we find value in the skills that people have, both that they use every day with us and they have mm-hmm. broadly in other places they, they may use in their own personal work. So we're pretty encouraging of it, as long as obviously it doesn't interfere with getting their work done here, right, et cetera, right. et cetera. We, we think it's cool. Some places, you know, don't so much. Exactly. So, or like you said, maybe really what you're trying to build is like your own side business that's eventually very similar to the one you work for probably don't want to, you know, be super public about that. <laughs> right, and you don't want to, you know, work on company time. You don't want to um, accidentally leave things on the copier, you know. So you have to be a s- really smart about this, too, and respectful of your employer. Right, and I think the the more different it is than your day work, probably the less risky it is. Mm-hmm. Like, if your day work is you're an accountant and your side thing is you do photography, your accounting firm probably doesn't care. Right. But the closer and closer they get to each other, the more they may care. So I think it's it's just important to kind of gauge the environment that you work in and, you know, how well it will be embraced or not. Some places help their employees start their own right. business. They're very, very supportive. But that's not everywhere. <laughs> right. That's why I, I said you have to just be really careful, mm-hmm. you know, just be smart, be respectful, yeah. and, and it should be fine. But I want to at least mention that because, again, I have definitely heard of people getting burned in that regard, too. Yes where, um, you know, we've had people say they, well, they came in and they, they were using our copier or they came in and, mm-hmm. you know, they were working on something else that wasn't ours. And, you know, some people take that very badly. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and we also have some clients. I mean, we have been told that there are some companies out there that actually have their employees sign something that they will not do mm-hmm. side work. Like right. it's just not allowed if you want to work there. So it's just knowing your company, yeah. like you said, look in your handbook, find out, you know, what basically what the rules are so that you're not right. inadvertently breaking them. If you break them purposefully, that's your choice. But don't <laughs> right. do it because you didn't know. Right. <laughs> and best practice is, you know, really um, treat this like an, a separate thing. You know, don't mm-hmm. blend your, your day job with your side hustle. You know, have a setup at home, work mm-hmm. on things from home, um, work on things at lunch. You know, you can take a day off from work, take a personal day and finish up on something. But really, 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 really keep it separate yeah like you said don't be sitting at your desk working on your freelance project (laughs) when your (laughs) boss walks by that's really not cool um there's another part of talking about it that sometimes people ask us is about should i put it on my resume should i include my portfolio should Mm -hmm. i talk about an interview so what how do you feel about that I would say the answer is yes, especially if it's a skill set that you want to get that job. Um, we have had um, a number of people um, have, you know, here's where I was employed, but I also have my own company, and um, we can put finger quotes around that or whatever. Um, I have my own company where I have some of my own clients, and that's been since, you know, the day I graduated to present. That is not... Um, unheard of on a resume. I see that all the time. And in some cases, I would really kind of encourage that because you should get credit for that. It also is a great fix for when you have holes in employment, um, which worked out well for me because I hopped around a lot. And um, I, But I, the one thing I was consistent in was my own company. Um, so I was always working. I was always learning. I was always getting new clients and experience and things like that. So if you are you know, given a task that 
will help you get the next job. Definitely put all that in there. Get credit for it. Yeah, and you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking the closer it is, or the more relevant it is to the job you're going for, mm-hmm. might affect where you put it on your resume. So if yes. it's really relevant yes. to your job you're going for, your current, you know, the position you're seeking. And or if it's like the thing you're always doing, like you always free, always freelanced, but sometimes also had jobs, mm-hmm. then it's probably a job that sits under the work experience. Yes. But or the top, you know, but you kind of yeah. wrangle it together in with your work experiences. But if it is not really relevant to your job, then it's probably sort of at the bottom mm-hmm. with. Um, I don't want to say personal interest because I'm not a fan of putting like personal interest, but right. like volunteer activities, board positions, things like that that you've done. Maybe it sits down there mm-hmm. if it is not relevant because you don't want people to be distracted. Like again, say you're that accountant that does photography. In that case, I'd probably have it more at the bottom yeah. because you don't want the accounting firm saying like, what's with the photography? That makes <laughs> right. no sense to us. And right. by the way, are you just going to quit in a year because that's really what you want to do? Right. So like making it very clear like, oh yeah, that's just my little side thing I have down here or not including it at all because maybe if it, yeah, they're it not going to care. No relevance. Yeah, don't it's bother. not even relevant. But if you're the accountant who has started the photography and now you feel like you're good enough to get a photography job, then it would go up in the work experience because you want to show you've been doing it for five years. Right. Even though that wasn't your day job, you have experience. So I think de- it depends on how relevant it is to the thing you're trying to get. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the one thing that you had um, just said that made me think as well was um, you had kind of said board work too. If there are certain things volunteer work, board work, I mean you can have that separately, but there also might be some skills that you've learned on that board or with that volunteer position that could apply to the new job too. Um, Let's say for example, your current job does not really have you involved with project management or leadership or you know, having any sort of responsibility whatsoever other than get your job done. Um, some of those things might be captured later as, you know, or you can wrangle them in some sort of skill set area where you have done leadership, you've done fundraising, you've done whatever. If you Again, if you think it's relevant, you know, make sure that that is seen on your resume. Yeah, absolutely. It can just really support basically your case that you're qualified for the job exactly. if you've been doing it. Exactly. But it also can distract if it's not related. So it's just, yeah, just deciding whether you include it at all and if so, where and how. And I think that goes with the interview and the portfolio as well. Right. It just depends. Right. If, it, if it's relevant and it helps you, yes. And if, it if it's <laughs> distracting and gets in the way, yeah. maybe just leave and it out. And if it gets a little confusing, I might reserve that for a conversation in an interview or a phone call, maybe a cover letter mm-hmm. um, that says, I saw that the job asked for leadership skills. Currently, I don't have a team, but at you know the, the Humane Society, I work with a team of five or things like that. So help them connect the dots. They do not know you. They're not going to be able to read between the lines, and they're not going to want to search all over for all these specialized skill sets. So if there's an opportunity to kind of line those up for them so they can uh, you know, understand them better, I would definitely go for that too. Just kind of think about how that could be presented. Yeah, that's a perfect example of how it can make you a better candidate right. than maybe what's right. on paper. Um, I do think everyone should be kind of aware that from the other side of the table, there is always going to be a question of, Will this get in the way of you doing the job I'm hiring Mm -hmm. you to do, number one? And number two, is this really what you want to do so you're not going to stay here very long? So I think just being aware of how much you talk about it and, and, you know, if the answer to both of those is no, Mm -hmm. like, I never want this to become my job. I just enjoy doing it. 
you know, a little on the side and I only do it in the evenings and weekends, I think it's good to just say it up front. Like right. just tell them because just know they're they're thinking it if they're not asking it. Right. So sometimes you can just sort of preempt the question <laughs> or the concern they have by just being upfront about it. It's probably a good idea because sometimes those are the things that are unsaid in an interview and you're like, well, why did I get the job? Well, you really like photography too much and we were afraid you're going to leave, you know, or you really like to do this. And, you know, so mm -hmm. already just lay that out for them. So that's not even a disqualifier. Yeah, for sure. Just, it's just always going to be a question if you don't, if they don't ask it, they're mm -hmm. still thinking it. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, if, if anything uh, with, um, a side hustle too is, you know, really picks up that is going to, um, bring you some joy. You know, don't just give yourself some extra work to do, um, unless you, of course, need the money. I mean, money, I always, is a, is a separate thing, and, you know, there are, especially if you're starting out or you're in a position where, you know, you're you're going to have to earn some extra cash, um, that's totally different, but I always did my side hustles because I just loved doing it. it. It was a case where I had a job, and somebody said, hey, can you do this for me? And I'm like, oh, my God, I would love to, you know, or I'd help you, you know, make some business cards or help you put a PowerPoint presentation together or something. I was super excited about it. Um, and it was a way for me to be creative in a different way. So I would really encourage you, because it's your spare time now, you know, to just really pick something that you love doing, be it, you know, even painting or something, playing guitar, anything that either kind of touches your creative touchstone, uh, you know, just a, a little longer or that you can kind of build some joy out of, I would, I would definitely go for that. Yeah, for sure. I agree. You're you're spending your spare time on it. So mm -hmm. do you know, do something you like and if that's like working, you know, a side job somewhere but you like it, that's great. Right. But, you know, if not, try and find how can you apply the skills you have and get people to pay you for them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's that's actually the best scenario right there is you're like, I'm doing something I love and I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes this is always interesting too. Sometimes it's so enjoyable as the part-time thing, but not as the job. Yeah. Like sometimes people, it, they will shift it to their job and then it's not fun anymore. Yeah, so that's very, always very being true. kind of aware of that. If your goal is someday to make that your job, kind of being aware when it becomes your job or a full-time business and you have employees and stuff, your relationship with that thing that you love baking pies or whatever right. it was you like doing, it can really change. Right. You might it's just suddenly hate pies after making so many pies. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's not always bad. Like maybe you still like having the pie business, but, um, See, well, I tried it and now I hate pies. Yeah. But you know, so being, you move on to something else. being aware that it, sometimes it's a lot of fun when it's the thing you only do sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, please send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. Also, please subscribe to the podcast to get more tips on the next steps of your creative career. <laughs>